0: I have these fantasies or i want you to pull my hair but also talk about what's in your heart what's alive in your heart if you're holding back that truth it's gonna show up in your body it's gonna show up in your breath
1: in this episode we will talk about maybe still for some people a taboo but still important understand sexuality and have sexual intelligence if you ever have been changing your path like your purpose is always shifting you might understand why plus deep in a dark moment of our guest a physical abuse for persons who are interested in more pleasure for you and your partner better stay tuned you will get the formula I hope you enjoy Hello, hello. I am Christian Paraga, and this is Kensho, Growth by Pain, where you can get experiences from guests hoping they will give you insight moments. Today, I am with Erika Briones. She is the founder of Sexy Soul Collective. She coaches high performance by solving sexual issues on a soul level. Erika, it's a pleasure to have you here. Welcome to Kensho Podcast.
0: Thank you so much. And uh, just to share more about you, I am the founder of Sexy Soul Collective. And basically, my inspiration is to collect stories about love and sexuality from a place of inspired action. And also, I empower heart-centered and successful men looking to unlock sexual confidence at a level they never thought possible in the areas of sexuality and transformation.
1: That is awesome. Thank you for giving more extra information. And I would like to ask you, sexuality is becoming less taboo now. Do you see any changes?
0: Yes, there is more information on the... Just, We have more access to a lot more research. And I was actually talking to a friend of mine, and she was talking about this website called Oh My God, Yes, where, you know, the... The intention is to find more research about different forms of orgasm for women. Um, because, like, while the, you know, a lot of research in the universities share, you know, a different variation of what an orgasm is, there's going to be way more developmental, there's going to be way more, you know, 3d technology, there's going to be more research available for people to really look into, um, not just not just like sexuality, but orgasms, how it works, you know, because usually like coming from my background, I was taught that, you know, you have to be married to have sex, you have to like, I did not understand this idea of pleasure. And and again, I have like such a crazy story to share with all of you, all of the listeners. And again, like we have way more access with our phones. We have smartphones. Like it's always being upgraded, and the technology is just incredible. Yes, there is porn, and there's also way more sex educators. Um, sexuality is like. I mean, coming from the personal development hat, um, the coaching industry is like now going into the billion dollar industry. And this is just the new currency. This is the new model of business where we are stepping up into really teaching the masses about not only about emotional intelligence, but sexual intelligence as well.
1: That is awesome. We'll go Deeper in those topics, but before going there, I would like to ask about you. The hardest moment in your in your life and how it helped you.
0: That's a that's a great question. I I mean, recently I've had my cousin pass away uh, through cancer, and then I had a friend recently die in a motorcycle accident this past month. Actually, my friend. Um, died last week and that was a difficult moment that was a moment that um there's there's this concept called centuri versus versus kenzo moment and kenzo i believe it's um you have to go through the pain to grow and centauri and i i might get this differently so you can google it Um, centauri is that aha moment that inspiration right sometimes we are inspired by music um, when we're going through difficult moments, right? Like if you ever see Lady Gaga, she, you you hear about her story. Like she went through breakups and heartbreak and she had to do so much for her to get where she's at now. And I'm not saying that um, you have to go through pain to um, find the silver lining. For me, it was it was a Kenzo moment. It was both. It was both the Kenzo moment and the Centauri moment. The Kenzo moment... For me was i was um I was sexually abused as a little girl every day with a gun next to my bed. I was put into a cult called the Rainbow Girls, where I had to um wear a certain dress and it wasn't it wasn't that difficult except when it was my emotional stability, when it came to my health, when it came to feeling suicidal, there was moments that I did not feel quite human and I did not feel that I was living the all the colors of the rainbow I did not know what happiness was I did not know what it was to be grateful until um, years later when I became an adult in my early 20s I you know got into BDSM after I went to college I discovered the taboo subject of you know, Domination, BDSM, and if you don't know what BDSM, BDSM is a word that it stands for bondage, discipline, sadomasochist, um, submissive and uh, s- submissive and dominance. And so, basically, it's um, it's an acronym for this culture under the umbrella word of kink. And so, for me, I discovered this world of sex sexuality and eventually I was thinking, okay, once I get into sexuality and like live this double life after having my degree, after being the good girl, you know, I did all the good girl things. I went to college. I woke up early. I ate healthy. Um, I, I did everything by the book. You know, I was a type A personality control freak. And once I got into this culture, it was not so easy. There was politics, you know, there was politics around money you know, I saw things that were not something that anyone should ever experience in their life. And eventually I was, again, I went back to that little girl. I went back to that dark place where I returned back into the Kenzo moment, back into the darkness, back into what is happiness, what is gratitude. And before you know it, um, I that was a very difficult moment. What got me through it was inspiration, was Dancing was music. I was really passionate about film. I really wanted to do film, except my purpose was always shifting. It was never quite certain. There was moments where, should I be a bartender? Should I do this? Should I do that? And it was because I was really denying my, my gifts, my actual gifts of storytelling, of being a visionary, of actually um, being a healer, being someone who's actually going to get a person to cross the threshold to really have an awakening. And that came when I found a sex positive community and everything changed.
1: First, I'm sorry about the losses that you just had. And I, I know those are hard, but it is uh, good to understand that mortality is in any moment and we have to live in the present, telling the people that we care. How much we care about them. And as you said, this, especially this podcast, was uh, inspired by Kensho versus Satori moments because uh, the idea is to give Satori moments through the experiences from guests. And your Kenshi moments were really hard. I imagine that your childhood was hard because um, it was different being abused it's really hard for especially a, a, a kid and that transformed you somehow as you said you were looking in in the life as a filter you didn't see all the colors of life let me ask you what is the difference that you Pass through. Uh, I mean, what what are the colors that you didn't see? For us It's say, what is the things that you lost, but you gain at the same time by by this experience?
0: That is a great question. <clears throat> what did I lose? I mean, like most people that have come out from the Me Too movement, you know, recently people are talking about, you know, Michael Jackson and you know, with, with Michael Jackson, you know, he came from sexual abuse, right? Like he's this great performer, this, he this amazing performer who is, has the voice of an angel and one of the greatest pop artists of all time. He's an icon. And yet, you know, his, uh, people still talk about the Neverland Ranch and the investigations and they go to that, they go to his Kenzo moment. Um, and it really comes down to his abuse. It, it really comes down to what really shaped him, what shaped all of us, not just me. What shaped the collective is is not really owning the the truth of your sex, of your life force energy. And for me, what did I lose? Yes, I lost my, my virginity at 13. Yes, I had to go to a gynecologist. Yes, I lost the the actual ability to have the normal childhood experiences, like learning how to ride a bike, I still to this day do not know how to ride a bike. I now am able to see have like way more fun than most people. You know, I, I get to be on podcasts, I get to create content, I meet people all over the world. You know, I get to travel, I, you know, when I eat food, I'm just so in love with food, like every moment is, I have this way of, I have a gift for curiosity. Every time I have a conversation with anyone, it's the most fun. And it's because I have done so much work on shining the light on my, on sexuality. And I mean, think about it when we, when we are sexual, so much emotions come up. That is the time When we're confronted with every type of emotion, every color of the rainbow, you know, sometimes, yes, pleasure will come up. Sometimes doubt will come up. Frustration. I get men and women talking to me about, hey, is my dick size too big or small? Or is he going to love me at the end of the day? Or how can I become more of a goddess, right? there, We have these these conversations. And it really just comes down to what we did not learn as a child. What did we not see um, as as an adult? When I say what we did not um, experience as a child is some of us did not, we got initiated through rape. Some of us got initiated through cult. And some of us, um, you know, heard different ways of loving, different ways of exploration. And we all explore sex through a different lens. And, you know, in some cultures, Middle Eastern women, you know, they have to be covered up or women as young as 13 are married, or some women are do not understand what it is to to have normal sex. And everyone is questioning all these things about what is normal. And this is um, a narrative that society has taught us. Like, I grew up Latina, I grew up, you know, in Mexico, in a culture where I was taught that. When you are maybe, let's just say, 28 to 30 years old, be married, have lots of babies, you know, there's that stereotype of a woman with lots of kids. And and sometimes I see my relatives with, you know, this typical uh, stereotype, and we tend to fall victim into that stereotype instead of saying, I did not lose anything. I'm only gaining a different perspective. I'm only... um becoming a role model to the new normal and that's what I am. I'm becoming the, the new role model to the new normal.
1: Exactly, yes and it's important that you said uh, we society or depending where you live it's depending how you will see some things and your beliefs also will change according to this and it's important to understand that one person should uh, develop or create their own beliefs, and not about uh, society, religion, or anything like that, as you were saying. And it is really nice what you become, what you become already because of these moments that you have. And let me ask you: I was checking, in and you have uh, um, an erotic self-expression bootcamp. Can you tell us about it?
0: Yes, um, I actually created this a few months ago, and I basically held space for about five to 10 men to share openly about their sexuality, whether they're coming from divorce, um, they had a porn addiction, they had different uh, spectrums of what is sexuality for men. And my background is I'm involved masculine in coach. So I've been trained under Dustin Garrett, who's been known as the erotic rock star uh, during the Burning Man days um, when he was younger. And he taught me what it was to he he taught me what sexuality was for a man. And so I learned a few modalities and I basically created a boot camp uh to to teach these men about like what it what does it look like to have a different level of pleasure for a man and for some guys they think pleasure is getting to a goal um, strategy and you know thinking about you know how to please a woman instead of how can I receive and this is actually the number one thing that I hear commonly is how can I give instead of how can I receive more for myself? How can I give myself more pleasure? Because once you start to really master your own pleasure, what you're gonna become a greater giver. And it and it really comes down to how well do you know every inch of your body? How well do you know every inch of your pleasure? Are there different ways of discovering that you can have access to this? That there's gonna be no one else in the world except you who's gonna know how to really understand your inner system your inner hard drive how do you moan how do you breathe how do you move your body how do you caress yourself those are things that we don't know except we we see how other people do it and we think that works for them but everyone has a different operating system everyone has a different software you know we we yes like we have a different manufacturer you know, but we all have like the same body, but everyone explores differently. We, eat, we all have different taste buds. And so once you start to explore yourself through understanding these basic uh, uh, tantric principles, there's this this idea that I learned from a dancer. Um, she quoted Bruce Lee. I love Bruce Lee. I love Bruce Lee. And he said, first you master the rules and then you break the rules. So, once you start to master these principles sound, touch, movement, breath, visualization, then you can break the rules and be creative So, in the boot camp, they just learn a few few modalities, a few principles, and then they are on their way um, and they they just get to be creative
1: that is awesome and an eye opening thing because most of the men and also women believe that the idea is to uh, give more pleasure to the partner and it's really interesting understand that it's first time also i you open my eyes here telling me that we should also understand ourselves it's like self-awareness of the body right in order to give more pleasure
0: Mm-hmm. understand
1: our pleasure also understand our body understand our movements and everything it's really amazing and you said that you started recently so how many boot camps you uh, had already
0: um well that's that was the first boot camp i'm right now supporting destin for his uh, sexual self mastery course with around 20 men from around the world and we are diving really deep into the mindset, and this is like you know how a boxer trains for like a fight. you know they're like learning you know all the punches they're learning about you know how can i I, I throw this punch, you know how can I execute, how can I block right this this type of boot camp is is basically training for your internal system for your your internal way of, of pleasure, of exploring yourself. Um, one of the challenges that men face is, you know, performance anxiety, erectile dysfunction, lasting longer, um, you know, knowing how to feel confident in the bedroom with with an ease and grace. And, and the thing is, like, we're all trying to, like, figure out how to pleasure each other, but we don't have the training. There's, like, no manual. Just, like, how we learn how to drive, Uh, a car, right? Like we go to the DMV, we get someone to teach us how to drive, maybe our parents. And our parents have had like their own, you know, accidents and stuff. But we don't haven't got to that place where we've gone to um, these, like a real, a real person who has taught us how to drive. But really, it's about you learning how to move the vehicle, right? Like, you just have to show up and practice. Like, when you first start to drive when you're 16 years old, you don't know how to drive the car when you're 16 versus when you're 30 or 40. There's a different way of steering the car. You know, you have you have a different awareness of, of your mistakes. You know, you've had parking tickets. I still get parking tickets. And then I'm still thinking, wow, I still have not mastered it. There's still something else. And it really comes down to how you're – your, your thought processes, what is your internal operating system? And when you learn how to like really navigate the car, it's just about you showing up each day and just understanding it just gets easier and easier. And I use a lot of driving analogies because I do Uber eats on the side and you know, yes, I have, um, my fears and I still have my anxieties, but I'm not going to give up. Right. I could, I could talk to some person who says, Oh, I hate driving. I, I never want to drive ever. I've gotten into this and this accident, and I talk to I can talk to fifty, hundred people who said I hate driving. But then I can talk to a hundred people who say, "Oh, driving is, is so much pleasurable. You know, you have an open road. It's so freeing. You have so much opportunity to be by yourself, right? You can have those two different perspectives, and it really just comes down to your choice, your and your willingness to do to go that path and for me when i when i discovered a sex positive community right i told you that i come from a really difficult background i used to do sex work i did tantra tech work you know i was living a double life and i was not feeling free i had a very stark view of sexuality i did not really really acknowledge my body and i had a lot of health issues i had even more social anxiety People could not hear me. People were always confused by what I was saying. And I did not really have any friends. (laughs) And I'm laughing because after I made that turn, that pivot with my shift of my awareness by understanding about my own pleasure, my own self exploration, and going to these different communities, workshops, play parties, you know, understanding this whole new rainbow this new color of seeing things, then I really started to appreciate sexuality. I started to be able to drive a new path with a new lens. And so that's my intention here is whoever is listening and maybe you feel like you're not good enough in the bedroom. You're not, you know, performing a certain way, you're not pleasing your partner. Well that's one view. That's your narrative. That's something that you have to explore. That is something that you have to really go and shine that bright light. And when you shine that bright light into your shadow, that's where you're going to go from the Kenzo moments of, you know, you have to go through pain to wake up. You can also go to the centauri moments where, Hey, what if I actually start exploring and listening to other perspectives of the rainbow and seeing what can my internal operating system learn from this.
1: Hey, Christian here. Stay tuned, you'll learn how to unlock sexual confidence and have real pleasure. Plus the formula of great sex. I wanted to make this pause in order to invite you to send questions, suggestions of topics or improvements. Also tell me who would you like to be invited to the podcast? Contact me on Facebook, Instagram, just look for ChispoFish, C-H-I-S-P-O-F-I-S-H, or send me an email to Christian at ChispoFish.com, remember Christian has H. Now let's continue with the interview. What would you suggest as a first step for a person who has this problem? could be any of the problems that you mentioned. It could be for men or women. Uh, I think you call it to unlock the sexual confidence, right?
0: Yes, it, it unlocks sexual confidence and really ask yourself, what is sexual confidence? To be sexually confident, yes, you are sexually confident in your mind, your heart, your actions. To be sexually confident in your mindset, when you're starting to catch that negative self-talk, ah, I'm not good enough, ah, like I lasted five minutes, right? That's negative self-talk. That's not being sexually confident. If you're starting to say, hey, I am sexually confident. I am sexually safe. I am, I give myself pleasure. I am the, I, I enjoy solo sex. I am living my internal truth because I give myself sexual satisfaction. That is having sexual confidence. If you are sexually confident in your heart, that is really valuing who is it that you want to have sexual sexual relationships. Who do you want to explore sexuality with? If you want to do want to sexual uh, do want to explore with a man, a woman, a queer, a trans? Like, what does your heart say? What like how do you want touch? How do you want to be communicated? How do you want to receive love? How do you want to respect yourselves? Those are the questions that you have to be asking for you to get to that place of sexual confidence. For you to be at the place where you don't need to people please others; that you can please, give that pleasure to yourself, internally, externally, with a with a man, with a woman, without those people. It's just you and you alone. And then, of course, um, actions. When you get to the place of actions. Is am I giving myself pleasure today? Am I breathing right now? Am I talking to the people that make me laugh? Am I able to fully kneel down and cry and grieve? That is pleasure. When you're able to yell and scream at the top of your lungs and not giving a fuck, that is pleasure. When you're able to, to cry and, and not care if people are, are staring at you, because you feel free, that is, that is pleasure. Freedom is pleasure. Being able to express yourself, that is pleasure. Being able to be in a relationship where you can say, hey, yes, I know I may be losing a lot of money in the divorce settlement. I may be losing a partner, but I'm gaining myself. I'm able to choose myself, and I'm able to travel the world. I'm able to um, find a different key and a different doorway, and that is sexual
1: confidence. Here again, let's say we have two persons. One is seeking just full pleasure, and another is look, seeking love. What could be the difference between this in the sexual area? Of course.
0: Well, you're, what you're talking about is one person is demisexual. I'm demisexual, and then the other person is has their intentions for. For pleasure. So they're just um, a hedonist, someone who's just, who has, who's emotionally unavailable. So you're talking about someone who's totally, fully ready for love and the other person is not available for love. Exactly. So first of all, they have to have the safe sex elevator speech, which I learned this past weekend. Um, I really highly recommend to follow Reed Mahalko. He's a really good friend of mine. Um, if you follow his journey, he's just gone through uh, a restorative justice process. Basically, um, in the Me Too movement, a few people came forward to to tell him something difficult. and And basically, it affected his career and it affected his workshops. Now that it's been over a year, he has done a lot of training. He has now returned to teach these amazing workshops, um he teaches at play parties he teaches about you know safe sex um stds consent he teaches in a really funny way the way that um people know him is like a gold uh a golden retriever on on espresso like <laughs> if like if you had like uh that personality like imagine like a golden retriever's personality on a shot of espresso like you just have like the most energized man you know he's like this. Um, this white man who's truly, who truly knows his insecurities. And, you know, he teaches his workshops. He teaches about, I just went to his workshop about um, dating your species and it's so amazing what, what wisdom can do for your soul. And what I learned and trust me, I will come to the question. I will. I just want to give a little bit more context of this amazing, amazing human. And and he basically taught this formula that I believe the whole, the whole planet will benefit from. And it's about three or four steps. The first step is sharing the scariest part, right? What is the scariest part? The scariest part is I, can ha- I have an STD, right? Like first, just talk about the real stuff. Like let's talk about STDs. Once you get that out of the way, the scariest part, then you move on to what will win me over? So what will win me over is, you know, making me feel safe, making me feel heard, um, you know, lots of touch. And maybe that's going to be the time that if you're someone who's romantic and has feelings for this other person, that's an opportunity where you can say, "Hey, yes, I will love love to play. I would love to have sex this way. You could talk and describe, you know, you know, I want to be flogged. I want to." have multiple people touch me, I have these fantasies, or I want you to pull my hair, but also talk about what's in your heart, what's alive in your heart. If you're holding back that truth, it's going to show up in your body, it's going to show up in your breath. And then the last piece that you want to share is, has anything changed between now and last time? right? Like between now and the last time you got tested for STDs, like did a condom break? Did you have birth control? Do you have feelings for someone else? That is the time to communicate that. And then the last piece is how about you? So you having that formula will give you access to really play the game of sex because it's just a game, right? It's just a game of, of like a different expression of your internal system you know, how, how much you moan and how much you express what your love. That's just, that's just what's happening in that moment. But the thing is, we, we attach meaning to to different things, we create different um, stories. And that's been the biggest lesson this week is like, what story am I really creating? And if you noticing that you're starting to create that story, that loop, just shout out if you have to like scream out, story like stop getting in your story like scream it out like yes you might sound crazy but at least you you know what that it's just it's not true it's just you're a meaning making machine and uh again like if that these two people have a different story that's where you share this formula communicate it with each other and then you can feel way more free and more at peace with what's the next step and if those two stories match up then you can go and say, okay, I think we're ready to have sex. I think we're ready to play. And yeah, like if that person is willing to make a risk and say, yes, I'm okay with being open to being hurt. I'm open to exploring what will happen after this. Then that's up to you to both communicate. And again, you are both responsible for communicating your feelings No one else is going to be sharing that except you.
1: It is very interesting. And responsibility is also very important. As you mentioned, uh, you have to talk about it, right? And going to the closure questions, I would like to ask you first, if I will ask you to choose one thing, it could be either a habit, it could be a tool, anything that is the game changer, what is the thing that you did for your success?
0: Yeah, 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 I love this question. Success is when you know that you've that you've overcome your limiting belief that you're able to tell your story a different way. That each time, like for example, I've been on people's podcasts for the last 3 years and and I, I remember when I first started sharing the story, it was the same story each time. And and it was more about you know, egocentric, me, me, me. And me, when I was telling the story, I was in the story. I was crying. I was emotional. Um, and, and I felt like so in my body. But now when I tell the story, it comes from a place of you. How can we learn from this, right? That's being successful is when you're not thinking about the I, you're focusing on the we, the you. You're focusing on contribution versus, you know, like myself, what are my intentions? And for me, I'm successful when I know that, you know, even if you are just one listener, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that I'm able to express this medicine, express this truth, that even when I die, I know that I at least made a difference because I am myself finally. Success is when you're finally able to tell your truth and you don't care about what your family says. You don't care about what society says. You don't care about what people might do to you. Cause I've had, I've had death threats. I've had pe- like my family disown me. I've ha- um, you know, after my cousin passed away and that's like another story, you know I was not invited to the funeral. You know, there was times where, yeah, I, I told my truth but I'm, am I scared? No. I'm happy I I get to do this. This is an amazing opportunity where I'm able to speak openly, publicly about my story with no shame, no fear, no guilt, you know. It's that's success. Success is not about winning. It's about sharing your truth. And, you know, we hear this in movies. This is like the quote that we hear a lot is the truth will set you free that is success. textual authenticity is the new currency and that's why we have people like Gary Vaynerchuk we have all of these coaches and influencers telling us document 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 you know document what document your freedom document who you are right now you know I'm living with my mom and I'm starting my 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 business but I don't really care about the business I care about the difference I get to make. And it, I was telling you this quote, how can you make a difference if you can't make a difference with yourself?
1: Love that quote.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, thank you for sharing that. And now going to the closing questions, what is the best advice you ever received?
0: Listen, <laughs> this I have a whole story around this, okay? Um, I was living in the dungeon, so two thousand. 2013, 2014, I was, there was this Beverly Hill sign. If you ever go to it, there's this building next to Dohini. And I remember I was working with this man and this woman and I was absolutely miserable making, making money, having a place to live, you know, having access to pleasure whenever I wanted to. Um, and there was this one person that I talked to. And during that time, during 2013, 2014, I only had three people I talked to my mom my best friend at the time and this one guy I call him the voice (laughs) the voice of reason and he would yell at me every single time we got on the phone because I never listened and I took things too personally I would focus on my sad story and he would share his story and every time he shared something he'd said Erica when you get older you're going to learn this, this lesson. You don't listen. You're fo- so focusing on your, your sadness. You're so focused on your pain that you're not even listening to what I'm saying. You're not listening to my breath. You're not listening to, to what's actually happening in the world. And when he said that, something woke up in me, and I got so angry because he was right. And I remember he says, "You know why you're so angry is because I'm right. <laughs> and at the time, um, I never give him I never gave him credit, and actually, we don't talk anymore for other reasons that are personal, but now, when I talk to people, I don't listen to only their story. I listen to the emotion, I listen to what they're not saying, I listen to I just, I, I'm just, sometimes I'm just completely quiet and when you listen is when you're completely quiet and and actually in sexuality, when you're, when you're quiet, that's when you can hear every single emotion. You don't miss a beat. You can be sitting across from someone not talking. It doesn't have to be sexual. You can feel every, every emotion in their body. And that is the, the best lesson I learned.
1: Oh, well, yes. Listening is re- very, very important. But I would like to have that deep listening that you're talking about. About When you're really listening, you could even sense everything as you were saying. It's amazing. I will ask you if there will be uh, another moment, maybe uh, another part of the talk, <laughs> because I'm sure if I continue asking, we will be talking too long. <laughs>
0: Yes. And you're a great listener.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And going to the flip side, what is the worst advice you ever received?
0: The worst advice? Just be happy. And I'll tell you why. And it's going to sound really interesting. It's going to sound really confusing. Um, We hear this all the time. Just be happy, be happy. Um, And when, when when someone told me that all the time, I was actually really depressed. Um, you know, again, I said, 2013, 2014, it was like one of the most depressing times in my life. And, you know, I, I will admit even as an adult, yeah, I get sad, I get angry, but I always believe that the most successful person was the happiest person that if you're happy all the time, then that person wins. Um, and so I thought happiness for me was money. I thought like, if I have the most money, then I'm the happiest and that's wrong. Like, Right we can't be happy because we have the most or we have it all or we're the most enough. It comes down to, to surrendering to the the shadow, to surrendering to the grief. That's, that's what we need is we don't need all this prescription medication. We don't need, and I understand like there's, for some people, I de- definitely understand that some people actually do need, um, mental health care professionals. They need certain, you know, um, certain medicine, medicinal properties. Um, but for other people, they simply need to be heard. They simply need someone to hold space for them. And that was like, when I when I got that concept, when someone's like, Erica, just be happy. I, I felt more miserable because I felt like I needed to put on a mask. That every time I went out, the number one comment, like, and everyone says that I look Indian. Um, I get two comments when people meet me and actually three comments. One is, oh, I thought you were taller. The second one is you, are you from India? And then the third one is, are you okay? So I don't get that anymore. When I used to go out, people would look at me and they would look confused. They would say, you look so pretty, but you look really sad every time for three years every single time I went out people saw me as really sad and people would say you look like a lost soul because I was not fully okay with me talking about my sexuality I was not okay with who I really was and that was because I was denying I was you know like shoving it shoving it under the carpet you know was like dusting it under the rug instead of actually coming clean with hey I'm bleeding. I'm I'm having these human experiences. Once I started to share that, I felt truly myself.
1: At uh, the moment, I I'm trying to imagine that. <clears throat> and when the person said, "Just be happy," I feel like so empty. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, and and I was uh, watching this YouTube video of this guy where he talked. He was talking about all these motivational videos, like you're broke, you're broken. Like sometimes like we go to motivational videos and some of them are kind of insulting. Now that I think about it, it's like, you're never going to be happy. You're never going to succeed. And we, and we hear that. And imagine thinking your best friend's coming over and you're having a really crappy day. And he's like, you're never going to be happy. Um, you're, you're going to always be broken. Like no one's going to love you. Like, or like until you do something right. Like, why do we, why do we listen to that instead of like, Hey, I just need to be held. I need someone to, to listen to my wounds. And, and sometimes that's what we, what we need, you know, and I hear this being in the personal development field. Um, I've taken so many seminars that after you go to a seminar, you're on this high. You're like, I want to be happy 24 seven. Like you want it to be like a Denny's 24 hours. It's, it's never going to be like this. And I've been studying personalities and people, and sometimes it's okay to have a bad day. You know, that's success. Like, How, how much can I fail? The reason why I feel I'm successful where I'm at, where people are interviewing me left and right is because I failed. Like I fall down seven, eight times. And that that is that quote, you know, fail seven times, get back up one time. That's success. The more you fail is the more you succeed. I mean, you can, you, and this is really your, your interpretation. It's really your interpretation, and I will say that I never knew how to how to fall down, <laughs> and um, and you know that you succeeded when you fell down, and you're just laughing at yourself. That is success.
1: There is a confusion uh, sometimes between people because they think that successful people never failed, but it's contradictory for that actually. Failing is part of success, right? Mm-hmm. Erica, let's talk about your future. How do you see yourself in five years?
0: In five years, that's a that's a really good question. You know, I've been answering this over time on podcasts. Like in five years, I see myself on stage, going to a fest. You know, I always imagine in five years it's going to be an actual place. I'm going to be in a physical location. I'm going to become this speaker. I am going to do X, Y, and Z, you know, I'm hearing my mom in the background, she's like cleaning up and, uh, and, you know, like, I think about like, I'm going to get, have my own home. I'm going to like be with this tribe. But then I really was thinking about this, this answer. And it really comes down to being, it's not about the doing, it's about who am I being in five years and who I'm being is powerful, loving, I'm still the same me. I'm still going to look myself, maybe I'm going to have more wrinkles, gray hairs, different um, opportunities, different celebrations, different levels of failure. I'm I'm still going to be me five years from now. The only difference is there's going to be a different frame of mind. There's going to be a different way of overcoming the challenges. There's going to be a different way of overcoming the money story overcoming the sex story there i mean i'm still going to be me five years from now the only difference is my mindset is going to be stronger that's all that i'm going to tell you is that five years from now my mindset's only going to be stronger it's not going to make me it's not going to define me it's only each moment that i get to speak i get to reframe i get to shift i get to pivot the story the narrative that's the only thing that's going to change five years from now
1: that is awesome that is really awesome and if people would like to follow you or reach you out, what is the best way to do that?
0: Well, the best way to do that is going to the website, ericabriones.com. My name does have two A's. It's, it's actually in development. And um, yeah, they can contact me there. They can find um, my information on Instagram, uh, ericabrionesofficial, E-R-I-K-A k as in kinky b-r-i-o-n-e-s official o-f-f-i-c-i-a-l or sexy soul collective on instagram so they have more access to anything around sexuality um and also for your viewers i want to give you guys a free gift so if you um when you not if you when you uh go on the website, you might have uh, a link to a few affiliates. Um, So if you are into sexuality and you're wanting to get a, a discount, I'm going to give you guys a discount to the water slide. So the water slide is a water diverter for women. And then there's a BDSM company called house of sxn your code is sexy soul in all caps and if any one of your viewers wants a free coaching call i will give you guys the free code sexy soul for any of your viewers who listens just use the code sexy soul in all caps and i will give you a free coaching call and again that's my gift
1: oh thank you very much and for sure there will be people reaching you out the details will be uh, in the description anyway uh, so it will be easier for for them to do that
0: yeah oh, thank you so much
1: no thank you really uh, for giving us your time your experience your knowledge before we finish do you do you want to say something else
0: well i wanted to say for those that are On their journey on their path you know driving the car to the next exit I want you to listen that you matter your purpose matters and at the end of the day the most important thing that you're gonna have is your breath you know your breath is gonna be there when you when you're born and when you die and every time you breathe I want that to be a reminder and that to anchor you into you really knowing that you're the most powerful person because there's no one who's going to say things the way you say it. There's no one who's going to breathe the way you breathe. There's no one who's going to do it the way you do it. And that is my last message.
1: Awesome message. Thank you so much. And thank you for stay tuned until next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you liked, subscribe. And if you thought of someone who would be interested to hear this, share. Remember that I'm giving my best effort and something that will help me is to know your opinion. Leave a review saying that you what caught your attention, what stands out for you or what will bring you into your life. Thank you and until next time.